This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 Tournament Champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Let's get it. Happy Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. we go. Thanks for tuning in to On the Block here on a Friday. Making it through. Hopefully uh, you took an extended lunch. Done for the day. If not, stick with us here at 93.7 Ticket to get you through the rest of your workday. I'm Austin Norman. He's Eric Strickland. How you doing today, Stricky? Yeah, it's another it's another beautiful, wonderful, Ooh. just an awesome day today. Um, I came into the uh, uh, the studio today and was like, wait a minute, it's kind of it's kind of warm in here. I came prepared like I was gonna be cold but no it's a beautiful day outside man get outside you know get some fresh air look at the sun take a walk it's it's just one of those type of days today walk yourself down to mary ellen's food for the soul you can always do Make that a good day better and you can always win by doing it and and it's it's uh you know charles and the crew is uh, a phenomenal group they do a wonderful job they take great care and they're concerned with the food's preparation and making sure it gets out good and fresh to you and uh, mary ellen's will do it and do it right. 402-464-5685, the number two, the Sarder Heyman text line, Honda of Lincoln Hotline. If you have any thoughts on anything we're talking about throughout the show, Strick, let's jump right into it. The Sweet 16 last night. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Three fantastic games and one dominating performance. What's, what's your the biggest thing that stands out to you from last night? I mean, it, 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 it was uh, all around. Uh, I, I think I, I had said that I thought that this would be the best game of the night, probably of the uh, Sweet 16 games, uh, and they didn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. That was Michigan State against Kansas State, uh, back and forth, uh, all night long, all night. It was it was never anyone got more than nine points. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think Kansas State had the largest lead at nine, um, but records were broken, uh, dreams were fulfilled, and and you know looking at Marcus Noel and. Um, just looking at that whole situation, I'm reminded of what it was like uh, when we went to the NIT and we played in the garden. And it's Marquis a, Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After yeah, last night, yeah. It, it, it's a special. It's it's just it's 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 just one of those like it's mystical. It's a, it's a mystique about it. Um, you know, when you ask a lot of the legends uh, what it is, it's it's. They, they, you know, get chills down their spine about, you know, having the opportunity to do something in there that's great. And he did. He's from there. Uh, I believe he's from Harlem. Um, comes back home and puts on a clinic, a show. I mean, he did the doggone thing from the beginning to the end. He almost looked like the GOAT, and I'm not talking about the greatest of all time. I'm talking about the GOAT where you're just like, you want to just kick him in the butt. <laughs> because it, at regulation, he takes a three-pointer that you just you just have to ask yourself, what, Boy, what? The, what the what are you doing? <laughs> and it could have cost him. 
you know, it, you know, it's, it really saved Michigan State in that instance. He had been getting anywhere he wanted to. Um, I've had the injury that he had, Austin, with that little, you know, those those turns, and I expected what was happening with him. I said, you either got to stomp that out, you got to have a shoe, you have to pull those strings real tight, or you got to go retape it. And you, you you saw on the screen that he was getting it retaped, and then he did it again. As he was coming off of a rebound, he, he thought he lost the ball. The ball goes out to three-point line. He, he tweaks it again, and he throws up a shot at the buzzer of the, of the, of the uh, shot clock and banks it in. Mm-hmm. That's when you know it's your night. Yep. There's nothing you can do wrong. 19 dimes, and when I tell you 19 dimes, Austin, that were spectacular. Flashy. Yeah. Worth the guard. Yeah, yeah. All of that. It looked like Showtime, but the on the Apollo. other coast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Showtime with the Apollo was it. Heck of a performance from yeah. him in Kansas State. One of the most fun up and down games. The game that stood out to me, Strick, was Gonzaga UCLA. UCLA gets a big. Gonzaga's playing like doo doo in the first half. Oh yeah. UCLA dominates the first twenty minutes, but you can't write off Gonzaga. You just can't. They've been there in those moments before. Yeah. They've beat UCLA you know, a few times in a row now, first with Suggs uh, and his buzzer beater, then a, a, a tournament, and then they come roaring back. And not only, Strick, do they come make it a close game, Gonzaga did what not just good teams but great teams are able to do. When you make a comeback, you usually get up to tied, maybe take the lead by a bucket, you run out of steam. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga pushed its lead. Up to 10 points after yeah. they were down 13. Yeah. But here's the thing. Couldn't write off UCLA. Yeah. A talented team found a bit of the formula from the first half, and it was one turnover that opened the door. 13 for Gonzaga. Looked like he thought Mick Cronin was one of his teammates. Tried to throw it to him against the press. Bruins are right back in it. Gonzaga yeah. tried to shoot themselves out of it with free throws. But again, to me, that's championship caliber resolve from both teams. Yeah, and 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 listen... He's been there. He's done it. He's your go-to guy, and that's Drew Timmy. What a game. 36 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, Turned the ball over a little bit, but listen, he set the tone for what it was going to be for the night. They had no answer for him. Um, They had nothing that they can do with Drew Timmy in any form or fashion. Now, here's here's the problem I thought – this game ended up being in the wheelhouse of Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um, UCLA was able to play. They they play more of a kind of a, you know, um, not Princeton style, but they, you know, they really kind of take their time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're knockdown, drag out, methodical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great word. Um, but they were playing at Gonzaga's pace, and they were beating Gonzaga at that pace. But here's the problem with them. They don't go very deep. No. And so if you're going to play at that pace, you're going to eventually get tired. That's where the run came in. They so, played Gonzaga's style yes. better than Gonzaga did the first 20 minutes. But then they continued to let Gonzaga do that. They weren't able to slow it down yeah. in the second half. And I think some of the credit strike goes to a local kid. Hunter Salas got some of the most extended run we've seen out of him yeah. all season. Changed the game at the point of attack defensively. Yeah. I would have to say Hunter Silas did. He he was he was f- phenomenal early in the game when they were really struggling outside of Drew Timmy. Um, got downhill a couple times. That's that's mm-hmm. that's his style. His style is very much it, it does fit. Um, he's called on to do probably a lot of defensive duties. Only averaging about four points a game, but he he had a great showing last night. He did. FAU Tennessee. 
I said if the Owls uh, held Tennessee to eight or fewer offensive rebounds, they would have a chance to win that game. I said watch out for the Owls and hoot, flipping hoot, Strick. Yeah. They give up 17 offensive rebounds, double that number, and yet it's not even stressful at the end. They win by a touchdown. Yeah. Um, they dominate it from the beginning to the end. I mean, it wasn't even like, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't close. The rebound numbers ended up better. Um, you know, finally, Tennessee was able to get at them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But initially, they were just they were dominating the boards. And, 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 and whenever Tennessee made a run of any kind, they hit big shots. I mean, they got great performances out of their guys when they needed them, how they needed them, and they shot free throws when they needed to make them. Mm-hmm. They shot 75% on the night, which is what you've got to do in order to preserve and, and secure wins or to, to blunt where, where on the other side Tennessee needed that only shooting 58%. So there's there's differences there in which which uh, you see why the game was the way it was. But, hey, that takes nothing away. That was nothing Tennessee did. It was everything Florida Atlantic did. They believed. They played as if they did, and they won the game. The other game that we need to talk about then from the Sweet 16 last night, UConn beat the brakes oh off of Arkansas. Eating plenty of bacon today are the Huskies start to finish all yeah. UConn. Yeah, I mean, shoot, at one point they was almost at 30. They were, I mean, they were pushing 30 on them. I was like, my goodness, are they going to give them any pushback? I, I remember I didn't even want to turn the game on because I was just kind of watching the numbers. And coming out of the half, they, they, they started at 33 points. And for almost seven minutes, it stayed at 33. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when I knew, yeah, this is this is a wrap. It's they're not gonna be able to get back into this game. Um, you know, valiant effort of continuing to try to fight, but it's UConn, it's it, it's the it's the Huskies. And listen, they're riding the coattails of um uh Sonogo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonogo is just he's he's a man's amongst boys. Yes, Hawkins had a great night uh last night, but the most consistent thing going for UConn right now is Sonogo. Game changer, yeah. offensively and defensively. Four more games tonight. Uh, the first two will be the 1-5 matchups, Bama and San Diego State, before Houston and Miami. Looking forward to both of those games. You get a 6-15 then at 8 o'clock tonight. Creighton taking on Princeton. Uh, That's the one I'm interested in. in. The reason I like yeah. Providence and give them a chance against Creighton their center does a lot of things similar to what D-Walk does. And, 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 but that's why it's important to make sure that Kalkbrenner uh, stays in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, when Kalkbrenner's in the game, they're, they're, they're a lot different team because he's effective on the defensive side of things. Mm-hmm. And if he plays as well as he's played in the earlier rounds, uh, you know they'll, they'll be okay. So we will set the final half of the Elite Eight tonight. Coming up next, though, we're excited to welcome into the program Darren Erstad, former Husker baseball and football player, a guy that was – Blessed to sit by Strick at the training table more than a yeah. few times, I'm sure. <laughs> Classmates, not quite. But yeah, uh, we'll talk to Darren about all sorts of stuff. Uh, what got him to Nebraska? Uh, what does it mean to have his jersey retired? What's he up to now? We're excited for that conversation. Make sure you, you stick around. We'll talk with Darren Nurstad on the other side.